Hi guys, and welcome back to another podcast episode. Welcome to Life Chronicles of Miss Diane. I am your host, Miss Diane, and um, we are on chapter five where we are talking about communication. If you are just joining me, we are reading book for each other by Lonnie B. The notes in the description is in my show notes. So if you click out our podcast, you'll see. You can click the link to find all of my information and everything that I have going on and where to connect with me at. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate all the love and challenging thoughts thus far. I am on a journey to learn about how I want to my intimacy journey with my future husband to be like, especially coming from the background of bad things happening to me sexually i pray that everyone so far is at least learning one thing if you skipped i ask that you go back and also listen to the other chapters also listen to my encouraging words that i have posted um which will not be right now i decided to change up i wanted to just get through the book um though i may still record i probably won't post it afterwards but you'll see my encouraging thoughts of what my comments is and like i said previously um just in case you're new here um uh, i'm basically summarizing the book the chapter and um, on a separate podcast episode, I am mostly telling my opinion or talking about some of them, but I won't go into each one. So, without further ado, let's get started on today's chapter. It's like the last one. It's very simple in contrast. So, to start out, according to this book, sex therapists are at Yale University did a study and they found that good communication is a key factor in having a healthy sexual relationship show and tell there are two ways to communicate you can do it non-verbally during sex love making or you can do it talking during sex some people have certain preferences um, to talk or whisper during sex um, some people are not comfortable with it so whatever you know your preference is the only backlash to the nonverbal is that the person can easily misunderstand it especially if the communication is off or you're not communicators and you try to go in to a relationship um, starting something or being how you've always been without first verbally letting that person know you know I'm like this so according to this book you may find that talking talking during sex is beneficiary in a new relationship some women find it difficult to talk about their experiences because they are unsure about that person of course the trust is not there it's it's going back to the phrase phase sorry guys that was mentioned before how we'll quickly give our bodies um to someone before you know talking to them like 
oh, we, we, we meet and it's like a one night stand or we have the Netflix and chill type of thing. But we don't understand that giving our body it's more difficult issues. And you can go back previous episodes where I gave my opinion on that and talk about that. So um, when you let your partner know early on on the sexual part what you like and what you don't it helps to clear the air about certain things normally what happens is we go into a new relationship searching for pleasure that our ex has given us sorry guys about the background noises i have my children out here and um it's a lot of noise in the neighborhood so i'm gonna back it up um, start back where I left off when you let your partner know early in the sexual part what you like and what you don't it helps to clear the air about certain things normally what happens is we go into a new relationship searching for pleasure that our ex may have given us just in a different way um, basically you know searching for old things this brings us to the topic of faking orgasms it brings distrust into the relationship which can cause conflict and you should definitely fix the problem there are so many reasons of course why you fake an orgasm but um i'm not going to mention it too much in the details i will leave that comment for my personal comments um just Faking orgasms should not be made a regular a thing. If you if you do it a lot, then that means that there's some disconnect or less satisfaction. You should keep in mind that your partner is like is not like any other person. So when you start a new marriage, you can't blame this person for another's person's mistake you can't expect this person to perform like another person side note if you experienced this situation which i'm about about to talk about sorry y'all this is, this is mosquitoes and stuff out here just terrible um there was a situation where I thought that I was healed from an individual and I wasn't. I just claimed healing and I didn't understand the, the sex ties, the soul ties that kept me bound. I found that now that I am in a place where I'm trying to heal from the sexual issues of the past that wouldn't allow me to freely think, what do I want? And let me say, this is not just in sex. But um, I'm trying to keep my opinion to a minimum because I don't want this podcast episode long. I want to breeze through. But just stay tuned for my comments. The best approach sometimes is to genuinely approach your partner's needs and answers towards you talking to them. Sex is a touchy subject. Intimacy is even worse because a lot of people, long story short, 
they have sex but they're not intimate they don't know what intimacy he is they don't know they don't know past the holding hands part or the kissing that there's more to intimacy and it gets deeper and deeper as you know the situation goes further into the relationship and <laughs> the deeper the intimacy the better the intimacy and that's what i'm on a journey to learn that's why this book is here um, because I want to be with my partner, uh, you know, um, I'm going to say no boundaries, but, um, where we respect each other boundaries and where we talk to each other, we communicate, we, we're on good terms, even when we're not on good terms to where it's possible, of course, to where we can have good sex and good conversation. And that's a lot hard for a lot of people to have conversations while you're angry and be intimate with your partner not angry but upset but with that you also have to communicate and also can I have the phone with that you have to also be With that, you also have to be mindful of the fact that you have to um, verbalize your hurt and talk to that person and also um, have a, a, a line of where a balance of where even if you're not okay with whatever that person is doing or, you know, vice versa, that um, y'all can move forward, that y'all won't let the problem be a boulder in your relationship so one couple in the book story goes like they would be intimate and afterwards they would go and have a conversation about what felt good and what can change etc now all that extra stuff <laughs> so that's one way of communicating but not all couples are open communicators some people want to close down some situations they refuse to talk about some people uh, sexual boundaries it's, it's so many black and white to uh, differences to that um sort of speak so i like what the book says when it comes to mentioning the more you get out of sex the more you desire it and the more attractive and interesting love making will be i love that part but if you are here stay tuned please don't forget to like comment and subscribe if you are new here let me say that um don't forget to like comment and subscribe and follow that podcast lingo share it with a friend please because i am looking on a journey like i said of healing and i want other people to heal as well so that is my purposes of listening to this book have you listened to this book and reading it so you have to talk to your partner about certain things because you don't want boredom and things like that to kick in. So anything you can do to prevent this comes from communication, which is a difficult, touchy subject for most. Some people don't want to communicate because they've been hurt in the past relationship, and that's understandable. But in order to have an open, friendly um intimacy with no bounds you have to work on certain things and first 
Asia itself. Some men like it when a woman take lead in the conversation because it helps try not to let their partner's intimidation on a topic detour them from, you know, not having a conversation at all or repeating things. So they like it when women take initiative. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Again, this is about talking. over your feelings, talking over situations, certain things. So it mentions old behaviors and how you have to do more than just make a change. You have to put forth the effort. You have to work at it daily to change sexual behaviors or, um, you know, regular behaviors. So once you get started in changing either to help yourself or your spouse, you can start implementing like good things and try new things. Don't be afraid to try new things. New things are sometimes um, scary, but it's fresh, it's a new perspective, and it's worth a try. Um, it's better than staying stuck. Hey guys, sorry about the background noises. I'm I'll try to draw this out as best as I can, but she also mentions that we are never really taught on how to work out disagreement with the person or how to properly communicate in school. So we have to learn and what to do better for ourselves in order to make small changes for others, in my opinion. She mentions the I statements and how they can benefit you. I won't go into details, but she mentions how I statements can help you in talking to your partner. A good example is you didn't listen. And the I statement is, I don't feel important or hurt when you don't respond back to me. That's a separate situation. So here's another exercise, the fantasy rehearsal exercise. It helps to develop confidence, boost your ego, reduce anxiety when actual confrontation happens. To start out mentally, imagine yourself having a conversation with your partner about sex. Imagine where the conversation would take place and how you would initiate it. Imagine what you would talk about. and how they would respond. Replay it in your head multiple times, then implement it. The next exercise is communication exercise. Now, this chapter is, I'm just gonna forewarn you. Um, we have a lot of exercises to talk about. Um, a couple in this book period, she offers so many exercises to help. So these are, that's why I'm going through exercise at the exercise as best as I can, trying to sum it up. But this next exercise is communication exercise. Set time aside to talk about the problems that you observe in your sexual relationship. You might want to make to start this event off in a nice relaxed atmosphere turn the phone off number two, this is point number two 
Turn the phone off and eliminate all distractions. Number three, let them know in advance. Of course, pre-schedule, pre-plan. Number four, open a conversation by expressing your love and assuring your partner that you have no intentions your of your you know messing up your commitment to your relationship once you have stated your needs in a less argumentative way then you can talk about your sexual relationship and how your needs are being met and how you want to implement them feel free to share your journal experience with them she mentions of course that your partner may not be aware of some of your needs and they may have a misunderstanding about some things Describe your feelings precisely and give examples. After this takes a lot of patience, you may have to tell your partner the request again. You may have to repeat it, you know, several times just so they can understand. But no one breaks the habit immediately after they become aware of it. You know, it takes 21 days to state uh, to break a habit. When either partner attempts change, the other resists these changes automatically. If chronic anger or other problems in the relationship seem to be at the basis of your sexual problems, tune in to chapter 13. So just keep listening. Um, just take notes if possible. Bring a pen and paper because this next episode is going to be very, very interesting. She states that releasing and letting go of all negative feelings generally free positive sexual things which i agree with um, for the most part to wrap this up she states that as women you need to assess yourself if you have problems before your spouse then you have to figure out what you need to do to change if your problems happen afterwards then you know you sit down have a conversation with your partner talk about what y'all can do talk about counseling or other issues marital counseling if possible if you're married um you know things like that help in a relationship i prefer um merit marital counseling um it helps to you know not really get so balled up in emotions and especially if you're coming from a relationship going into the next one, um, that barrier can break, especially of where if you have done things to that person in the past or et cetera, you know. So thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you for tuning into this episode. Please stay tuned on the next episode where we talk about some risky things like blockers to having orgasms. Yes, I said it. Stay tuned.